Welcome to the Particle Podcast, where we talk about science and the people who just love it. My name is Rose, and like most people right now, I've been at home almost every day for the past few months. But the podcast must go on. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Ethan Warasi, passionate teacher and eager engineering student who says his science story started way back in a refugee camp in Iran. Welcome to the podcast, Isan. Thanks for having me, yeah, Rose. Oh, no worries at all. And thank you for joining us, even by distance. The audience won't be able to see us right now, but I'm under a blanket fort and you're recording in your lounge room. So it's a bit of a weird situation. Yeah, considering the climate now with COVID-19, I hope it goes well. I'm going to start off by asking something that sounds really basic, but it's really important to start with. What do you actually do? So I'm a science and mathematics teacher at Balcada Senior High School. I also study towards my Master of Teaching and also Master of Engineering. So a lot going on in my life at the moment. So you're still studying whilst being a teacher? Yes, I'm part of this program called Teach for Australia. Jumping in for a second, the program Eason is a part of is Teach for Australia. It's a program for people with different study backgrounds to get them into teaching. It's a non-for-profit organisation aimed at improving education. Which I highly recommend your listeners to have a look at, which is designed to um, attract people from other disciplines um, into teaching. Oh, that's really interesting. So the idea is that you have a different study background and then bring that into your teaching? Yes, yes. Um, uh, hence my engineering background. I studied engineering and finance at the university. Um, applied for this program mainly because I like working with youth and got into it and really thoroughly enjoying it at the moment. What inspired you to decide to pursue teaching as opposed to just going into being an engineer? Uh, I suppose I did a little bit of engineering work and a little bit of finance work at one of the consulting firms and also did uh, youth work throughout my degree and really enjoyed the youth work and really working with youth. There's a genuine authenticity about working with kids, teenagers. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it rather than the dull life that is corporate life. So (laughs) I love that description of kids being authentic and genuine. I've also worked with kids and that's very, very true. Well what age group do you teach? So uh, at the moment this year, I'm teaching year nines, tens, and two year twelves. So wow, range yes. Do you find that they like learning science? I'm teaching year twelve physics, uh, which is very heavy, um, heavily content driven, and um, a lot of it is real life science, which. My students enjoy it. Uh, at least that's my perception. <laughs> at least we're hoping. Have you always been interested in science? Yes, I've always been interested in making and building things. I remember from mm. when I was a kid, I always tried to dismantle electronic devices and just try and learn how things work really and I figured studying science really 
acted as an enabler for me to do that. That makes a lot of sense. Have you? Do you remember some of the things you would have tried to take apart or build when you were a kid? I was living in a refugee camp in Iran, so there wasn't many wow. things that I could really do. Um, I am from Afghanistan and we were living as illegal migrants in Iran, so uh, there wasn't much yeah. that I had to uh, dismantle, but um, I remember I dismantled a radio cassette and um, tried to uh, figure out the circuitry inside it and managed to learn some things. Yeah, probably Such... caused me some trouble, but never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you weren't meant to pull it apart in the first place. Yes, uh, I wasn't meant to. Yes. <laughs> That's something I wanted to talk about. So you grew up in a refugee camp. What, what was that environment like? Uh, surprisingly for me, I think it worked to my advantage. Um, I built a lot of resilience and persistence in what I wanted to achieve in life. I think um, I, it had its challenges. Um, we didn't have many things. The school I was going to it was just a house set up as a school we didn't have really any chairs or desks to sit on but I guess wow. um, that's an environment that I liked learning in it was um, there was not much barrier between a classroom and outside yeah outside of classroom which I think worked in my benefits but also it was the challenges like not being able to afford things and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, not have receiving that quality teaching that most other kids would have received. Is it a bit of a stark contrast then being a teacher yourself now and teaching in a school in Australia? There certainly is um, in terms of what I have been able, what I was able to access to and what um, students here are able to ac gain access to. Um, there's mm -hmm. uh, stark contracts in that regard. And also um, the travel between home and school, it would have taken me an hour to get to school. So all of those would have affected my learning, but I try to look at the positives and what I could, what I got out of it, yes. And you obviously got a love for science, you know, like you've yeah. continued on with that passion. Yes, yes. I, I guess I always had a wild sense of curiosity and um the resilience that I built through my years at school and through my life there in the refugee camp in Iran really enabled me to build that resilience and which is a requirement of what you can do what you can um, like give gave me the strength to follow my passions yeah especially how old were you when you came to Australia so I came to Australia by boat in 2010, spent a year, I was 15 at the time. I spent a year in detention centres across Australia and got my refugee status in 2011. Yeah, and have been here in Australia, here in Perth ever since and thoroughly enjoyed my time here. So what year would you have gone into when you left the detention centre and went into school? So uh, I didn't know... The language, English. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> I managed to uh, learn English in detention center the year that I had and oh. spent three months in an intensive English course at Sir Jackson Senior High School. 
senior campus here in Perth and then went straight into year 11. That's amazing. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy that you've managed to come over to Australia, learn a foreign language and in a really difficult circumstance and then make it into year 11 and 12, which are obviously the hardest years at school. And I have heard that you did quite well at school. <laughs> yes, I was lucky enough to get a good ATAR and um, thanks to the great teachers that I had at Aramore Catholic College and um, and something that really kick-started my interest in becoming a teacher because um, of the teachers that I had there. And um, yeah, I did a course called Bachelor of Philosophy at UWA, majoring in engineering and finance. Did an honours degree at UWA and now enrolled in both Master of Engineering and Master of Teaching. So You really threw you know, yourself into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you someone who finds it easy to apply yourself to studying? Because there would have been a lot going on. You're adjusting into a new school, you're away from family, and then you're also studying at a high level. Are you someone who's able to were you able to balance those things? Was it difficult emotionally? It was difficult. There were certainly moments that I felt like I needed, I wanted to give up. But um, yeah. again, that resilience that I built through years <laughs> really helped me. And the encouragements that I received from my teachers, from the friends that I had around. Yeah, and my own sense of curiosity and and also the sense of appreciations that I had once you see thing once you know you are um, able to access things that many people across the world are not able to um, mm -hmm. you build that sense of content and appreciation and um, try to make use of the opportunities that you have definitely is that something that you try to explain to your students because they only know one kind of life yes certainly um, I don't really um, talk about my background a lot but I do say that uh, I didn't have the opportunities that you had you had and I try to inspire them yeah. either my personal story or other things um, to really kickstart their curiosity and their sense of wanting to learn What is it that gets you excited in science? What kind of things make you go, oh, I want to be able to do that or I want to find out how that works? Uh, so obviously my passion was has always been making and building things and um, hence why I was studying engineering and still mm. do. I guess that's a, that sense of how science can be used to better our quality of life and also how science um, really um, fulfill my own sense of curiosity of how the world works and how the nature behaves. It's crazy what how you can turn ideas into an actual product and a thing that you can make. That's a part of engineering. I never did engineering. I have a biology background. Mm -hmm. But that's something about engineering and that part of science that's just like mind-blowing. Yes, absolutely. Um, I am teaching year 12 physics and there's a lot of applications of the physics that they study in year 12s to their life like their day-to-day -day mm. life um, I quite I use a lot of their day-to-day -day appliances or um, things that they have in their own households to teach uh, for example today I was doing induction stoves and microphones and how electromagnetic uh, principles of electromagnetism enabled us to 
invent those appliances. Do you consider yourself a bit of a science nerd? I don't. Uh, oh! <laughs> um, maybe I should, but um, <laughs> I think um, the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. And yes. That's certainly something that's been happening to me and um, that keeps me motivated to learn more and more. Yeah, it's never yeah. ending. Yeah, it's never ending, yes. Did you enjoy your time at university or your ongoing time, I should say? Yes, absolutely. I um, made some great friends. Um, uh, I'm still in the process of making friends. Um, <laughs> that doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, doesn't stop. yeah. And, um, and really enjoyed what I was studying as well. Um, I also did finance as my second major at university and really enjoyed that side of my studies as well I guess science not science related but I, I guess economic science is a science as well but um yeah yeah I don't often think about that I suppose it is a bit of a science yeah, too yeah yeah and also really enjoyed the my honors thesis project so what did your honors project involve what was it about it was wastewater treatment. I was working on uh, developing a process to synthesize metallic ionic particles from wastewater by using biodegradable materials such as algae to um, extract those uh, toxic, often toxic metallic particles from wastewater. Yeah, okay. That is a challenge. That's like combining a whole bunch of different sciences together. Do you like that? part of having to really think outside the box and come up with solutions to a problem? Yes, absolutely. And that is something I encourage amongst my own students, um, not really confining themselves to um, set parameters. And that's where higher order thinking uh, comes in, uh, which, and which encourages developing of those analytical and critical thinking, which I think is lacking at the moment in our education system is something that I am uh, trying to incorporate into my teaching. Going right back to when you kind of first got into Australia, you like you study and you teach in a language that's not your first language. That must be challenging. It is. Um, it was at the beginning. Um, I'm sort of used to it now. I yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, I would struggle with literacy i was always um good in terms of numeracy aspects of things um but I struggled in terms of literacy but then um i guess through perseverance and um effort you can achieve what you set to achieve working hard yes <laughs> keep in mind that i was doing um almost 20 hours of part-time work as well so oh my goodness it was yeah it wasn't easy <laughs> Wow, that is incredibly hard. Did you find it hard to relate to your peers who presumably a lot of them probably wouldn't have worked? Most of them would have been going to the same school since they were four years old. Was it hard to find people to connect with? It was in the beginning, but um, I guess the year 11 was difficult um, because coming from another culture, adjusting to another culture and being a teenager, it takes time yeah. to develop those um, social skills that you need to be able to socialize with everyone and connect to people. But um, 
I started getting good at it towards year 12 and uh, and in year 12 also uh, my main focus was really performing academically and being able to mm. um, score good eight hour results but I was always able to socialize I still hang out and I still talk to a lot of my high school friends I'm in awe that you've managed to balance so many things in your life and then still achieve so much and then still want to give back as a teacher. Are you never just tired? I am, to be honest. But um, yeah. I guess if you uh, set goals and um, plan things and organize your life, you start to um, and establish routines. And when you start reaping the benefits of those, you yeah. you get quite good at it. And the fact that um, Australia saved my life, the yeah. uh, Navy literally pulled me out of a sinking boat. And I always wanted to give back to Australia. I always appreciated what Australia has given me and always had that desire and want and motivation to give back. Why do you think people should care about science? I guess um, science is a great enabler. Even if um, you students or um, your listeners don't end up doing something scientific, don't end up in science, I think uh, science, studying science enables, first of all, you get a lot of your questions answered. Um, yep. <laughs> secondly, yeah. Secondly, it's interesting stuff. Like um, the uh, physics content that I teach are directly applicable to our quality of life. And also the second half of this physics year 12 curriculum is modern physics, which relates okay. to a lot of uh, special relativity stuff and speed of light, and which, can, which are fascinating. Um, they deal with the nature of our reality. A lot of interesting stuff that I see, those aha moments amongst my students, which are really awesome to see. <laughs> and also studying science um, develops those critical and analytical thinking skills that are required in every workplace nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It's helping them and setting them up for their yeah. future as well. Yes, yes. So, um yeah, I highly encourage your listeners to pursue a career in science, and uh, not only because it's fun, it's also <laughs> it also helps them long term in terms of um, their career options. What would you like to achieve in your career? My dream has always been from when I was a kid to make and build things. So mm. I would I would like to go into uh, setting up my own manufacturing and making things business, but mm. that's um, probably after a few years of teaching. Uh, I, I am thoroughly enjoying teaching at the moment. Um, see what uh, what lies beyond, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I could do something in the education space. I want to ask about uh, misconceptions you may have experienced in your life, whether that be, you know, when you first came to Australia or maybe in your career or maybe just with people that you've met in your day-to-day -day life. What misconceptions do you find that people have? 
I guess one of the misconceptions that I personally experienced about me is the fact that I came by boat as a refugee. People expect me not to be successful. Uh, yeah. I did it. I had to come here because I spent my entire life at a refugee camp waiting to be accepted somewhere through United Nations, which I wasn't. And I had to leave because. Um, Iran wasn't my country and I could not go back to Afghanistan because of persecution. So, um, and also the misconception that because I'm a refugee, I must not be successful or I must not be able to do the things that I am doing um, Mm. is really disheartening. I think it's not about how you came here. It's about how you took the opportunities that you've been given. Um, yeah, I was lived by that mantra. I've been given an opportunity here in Australia, and I decided to take it. Absolutely, I. I mean, just from what we've talked about today, I think it's it's unable to be argued with. You've taken opportunities and worked so hard to get where you have today. Yes, yes, um, and I encourage a lot um, other people who might come from a migrant background um, to take the opportunities that are available to them um, it's um, australia is a great country with a great culture and uh, society a multicultural society is there something that you wish people just knew maybe that's something you wish people knew about you or maybe about your story or maybe even about being a teacher is there something that if people knew it'd just be a lot easier i think um if we talk in our school context, I wish my students knew, to some extent, a lot of them know, but not all of them, is that teachers really care about how students feel as well as mm. how they perform. Uh, and I try to make it known to my students that if you have issues, come and talk. We uh, teachers at schools are not just teachers they are psychologists yeah. they're carers they are pastoral carers and um, mm-hmm. I wish a lot of students have come forward and shared more and um, sought help um, if we um, if me as a teacher was able to make a difference um, to a student's uh, life I would absolutely be delighted to do that because I've had teachers who influenced me and um really change the trajectory of my life so I would love to be able to do that as well in fact one of the reasons I became a teacher was that because I've had awesome teachers myself and to finish up with I would like to ask for your science fun fact I guess one of the fun facts that I um tell my students is the energy cycle and how we all energy on earth not all but majority of useful energy that we have on earth comes from the sun despite only a fraction of the sun's energy reaching the earth um, through radiation where it is um, where plants are able to use that radiation to convert light to carbon dioxide and eventually food for us humans and other uh, animals yeah Um, and creating the weather systems that i have i've always been fascinated by the energy cycle myself and um, 
how oblivious we are to the fact that sun's energy affects every aspect of our life. Yeah. I 100% agree. That is one of those cases where science is taken for granted, something that happens all the time and yeah. we forget about it constantly. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, if you just explore light, the amount of um, science or the amount of uses that we are able to um, get out of it is phenomenal. As a botanist, I especially appreciate that science fun fact. So thank you so, so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed um, talking with you as well. Thanks for listening to the Particle Podcast. You can find more of our content on all of the socials as well as at particle.scitech.org.au. This episode, as always, was recorded in the wonderful science hub that is Western Australia. And Particle is powered by SciTech.